This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer. We're going to pick up and we are in the fourth part of our faith series we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11. We travel from verse 1 all the way down now to verse 7. And the writer says, by faith. Last week we saw that these terms by faith was used about 18 times uh, in this chapter alone of the book of Hebrews. And it's used to describe ordinary people that did extraordinary things in the most difficult of times. We also talked about in previous weeks how faith can be defined as our willingness to risk anything on God. And uh, the first week we actually, we, we were in the NIV and the Bible begins or the NIV begins, now faith is the confidence. And we discovered that faith is described as confidence. And when your confidence is in God, you really uh, have already won the battle or really already won whatever it is you, 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 you're dealing with before you get started. By faith, I think it was in maybe verse 3 or so, it could have been verse 2, it says, uh, we understand that the worlds were created by the word of God. And... Uh, uh, most folks say that harkens back to the first chapter of Genesis, where God said, let there be light and light what was. And he said, let the waters, uh, let the firmament divide the waters, etc." So we see that everything uh, that was created or all of creation was created by God's word. So the most powerful weapon we can have while we live in this world is uh, simply to, to put our faith uh, in his word, because his word created the earth and the word can change circumstances that arise uh, in this planet or on this planet while we're here. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. All Noah had here was a word from God about a coming rain. And this one word caused us to still be speaking Noah's name uh, this far removed in history. Martin Luther, all he got was really one word from God. He had spent years as a monk uh, trying to earn his way into heaven. Uh, He felt so far away from God, frustrated. He would scream and yell and and all the rest. And one day, uh, God illuminated a passage of scripture in his heart. And this one word from God, simply the just shall live by faith. Uh, the results of that one word still reverberate across and around the globe today. Uh, there was one woman, Harriet Tubman, that received one word from God. And that one word caused 19 trips where she delivered over 300 slaves to freedom. George Washington Carver discovered uh, simply all he did was, Lord, 
teach me about the peanut. That was his simple prayer. Teach me about the peanut. Imagine something as simple as a peanut absolutely changed his life. Actually, there are many things we do today because of, of, of this man's prayer to God. Lord, teach me about the peanut. And what God did is he answered that question. And he discovered over a hundred uses of the peanut. What might happen if we really put faith in God's word? By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved, moved, moved. He didn't just think about it. He moved with godly fear. Now, this type of language is uh, often lost on our generation. We see God as a friend. We might see him as a companion. Um, Some of us will even see him as a savior. But Proverbs 1 and 7 reads, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So to know God is to respect him. I want you to imagine having a meeting with the person that single-handedly created the first sunrise out of nothing. Imagine meeting with the person who created the water, first water period, and the oceans. I want you to imagine the individual that, you know, he he received no counsel. Uh, There was nothing else he could go by. He's like, like, well, I could copy out off of that and and do it here. You see, we we do things and we call it creativity, but we we don't even come close to God's raw creativity. You've heard me tell the, the joke and I might butcher it again a little bit today. I butchered it in the first service, so. But, but, but here's the way it goes. Um, scientists were bragging uh, to God about, you know, how far we've come and how great, you know, uh, man has become over the centuries. And, uh, you know, they were like, you know, we can too now. You know, basically we're carbon. You know, we're carbon. We, 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 we all come from dirt. And by the way, before science, the Bible knew that, okay, that we were made of, of, of dirt, same substance. And... Uh, um, you know, we, we've come so far that we can, you know, create life ourselves, And, uh, the, you know, the science is like, well, we, we can go to the dirt and we can likewise create a, a human being. Uh, but, but then God said, okay, yeah, yeah, that is true. And, and that, that's amazing, uh, you know, what, what you guys have learned about my creation. But uh, uh, here's the deal. Yeah, go ahead and do it, but you first make the dirt. Yeah. See, our creativity... It's like, man, that person's so creative. The incredible song. We've sung great songs here. But who created the notes? Who, who created the sound waves? So, 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 so imagine, again, uh, you're you having a conversation with, 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 with the one who created the smile of a child. Imagine having a conversation with, with, with the, the, the one who created the hands of your mother. This is our God. Proverbs 30 and 4, this is even before the New Testament, before Jesus, uh, years and years uh, uh, prior, probably at least uh, 1,500 years, no, a little bit closer than that. But, but, but here's what it was said. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? We as human beings, we have not personally, now we could send some robots there, but we haven't even personally made it to Mars yet. Who has gathered the winds in his fist? Meaning if God opens his hands, I mean the whole earth, hurricane. 
Uh, if he closes it, you know, too tight, guess what happens? There'll be no air moving. The earth would stink to the high heavens. You know what makes the earth smell good is actually the wind, and we need uh, the wind on, on the planet. Who has bound the waters in a garment? The imagery here is if God took his robe off, if he took his jacket off and he decided to use it like a towel and, and he just laid it in the, the, the ocean, it would suck up all the water on the planet. That, that's how powerful and how big his robe and his, his, his majesty is. Uh, who has established all the ends of the earth? He's the God that created uh, uh, Antarctica and Alaska, uh, Australia and, and Hawaii. You hear what I'm saying? This, this is the God that has established it all. Every rule, every principle that scientists could ever discover was created by God. Then it says, what is his name and what is the name of his son? They're talking about God's son. This is uh, over a thousand years before the New Testament. You hear what I'm saying? And then it says, if you know, it's kind of like God saying, I have something up my sleeve. I'm about to reveal to you who my son is. But the point that's being made here is God is in a class completely by himself. Yeah. And it's okay to clap. He's not only earned the right to be trusted. He has earned the right to be respected. Verse 7, Hebrews 11. Moved with godly fear. When you really have a high regard for God, the things of God, and the voice of God, his word will not just inform you. It will move you to do things you would not otherwise do. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. So Noah here didn't just hear it. He did it. Moved with godly fear, he prepared an ark for the saving of his household. So I want you to get a little backdrop here. And whenever I start talking about science, and I can only quote some scientists, I'm at a disadvantage and I don't argue with science and all the rest because it's not what I do. But um, some scientists say that, that have studied this thing, you know, that, that there was Pangea at one point where all the, allegedly all of the earth was one mass. And if you, you look at the, the continents today, they kind of neatly fit together. Um, and they think that it was during the flood that, that the, the continents broke apart. Uh, again, can't argue that. I don't know. And it's six years from now, they might say something different. I, so, you know, that, that's, that's just what I've heard. But, but I've also heard that, uh, you know, in the early part of uh, Genesis, the Bible said the dew would come down and it would water the earth. And uh, it, it seems that it, it had never rained yet. So by the time Noah comes, see, what we might not realize, uh, according to these folks that have, have studied it, uh, Noah was about to prepare for something that had never been. They had never seen rain. It had only been dew. I mean, that's a lot of do, but it had been do. And, 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 and no one could imagine what was about to happen where the skies break open. And actually, the Bible talks about rivers coming out or the, the, the ocean breaking forth. Actually, we find that, that, that's all, that, that I'm getting way off of, of my focus today. But um, what, what I want you to see here is that Noah did not yet have experience with what God promised. Yeah. 
And many times because we don't have experience with it yet. It's, it, we, we can't really believe it. But, but faith is not merely a shallow agreement to a, a set of distant propositions somewhere. But, but it's God-infused assurance that only arises when the word of God comes alive in our hearts. And Noah, see, it's one thing to hear with your ears. It's another thing to hear with your heart. And, and I, 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 I read the Bible, and, and I've even memorized parts of the Bible. Um, but it's in my head. But it hasn't yet come alive in my heart. And, and, and I, I actually, I've learned a strategy when it, when, it, when it comes to God's word. Just stay in the word until the word gets in me. But, but, but here's the deal. I don't get it the first time. I sometimes don't get it sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time. Faith comes by hearing, I-N-G, meaning you, you're doing it constantly, and hearing by the word of God. And you have to stay at it. Most people who have tried to have a child, uh, you know, they, they, sometimes, you know, it works a little differently. You got to go at it a couple times for conception to take place. It doesn't mean you weren't doing it before. Oh, boy, where am I going with this? But... It doesn't mean you weren't engaged before. It doesn't mean that something real didn't happen prior. But there wasn't conception. And I've learned that I got to stay in the word until I conceive in my heart, in my spirit. You hear what I'm saying? And it doesn't always happen on the first try. Some of us regret the first try, though, and it did. But uh, anyway, let's just keep going. <laughs> Y'all not praying for me enough because I just start. <laughs> All right, let's go to Genesis 6 and 8 and look at this more closely. But Noah found grace. What is grace? Grace is God's unmerited uh, or undeserved favor. You know, a- ask people. What they must do to get to heaven, and most are going to reply, be good. Just be good, and you know, you'll, you'll make it in. But Jesus reverses this answer. All of his narratives, all of his parables, all of his stories reverse this thing. All we must do, according to Jesus, look to him for help. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, I, I do care about what you think of me, but I care most about what God thinks about me. So... I, please don't be offended. Here's your, your, your opinion. It matters. But here's God's opinion, okay? So when I have to choose between the two, you know, I care. But right, not like that, though. But not like the way I care, you know. But Noah found grace, watch this, in the eyes of the Lord. God saw something in Noah. How much different would our lives be if we had faith enough to see ourselves the way God sees us? Here we have in the Bible, the book of Judges, uh, Gideon, he's hiding in a hole, uh, afraid of, 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 of those, the, the enemies of, of God's people. He's in the wine press and, and he's hiding. But what does God say? He, he calls him a mighty man of valor. So here you have this hiding man, but God saw a, a, a mighty man. Peter, we all know that he would waver. That's why we like Peter, because he reminds us of ourselves. 
Peter uh, said, you know, I'll never, you know, renounce you or deny you. And what did he do? He went and did it three times within the next, within the same 24-hour period. How many of y'all recognize? Yeah, can, can identify there. Peter would waver, but God called him a rock. That's what his name Peter means, rock. Paul was a killer. Paul was persecuting. Paul was, was horribly harming God's people. But God saw an apostle. So what does God see in you? And how does God see you? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What matters is how God sees you. Not how your neighbor see your mom and dad see you, but how God sees you. And if you ever get in agreement with how God sees you, Life will change. Yeah, you you messed up and you've been an enemy of God, but God sees you as a son. He now sees you as a child. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, you messed up, but God says you are now the righteousness of God in Christ. I can go on and on. Thank God, you know, how people got to say, and you know, everybody got their opinion. But what does God say about you? He said, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just, literally, uh, in Hebrew, it means a, a righteous man. But I want you to notice the pa- pattern. The Bible first records that Noah found grace before, he call, before it called him righteous. So it was not his righteousness that caused grace. Pay attention. Don't get the cart before the horse. But God's grace that caused him to become righteous. John Calvin says this. He said, you will never be clothed properly in the righteousness of Christ until you realize you have no righteousness of your own. My Bible says in in, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, lest any man boast. And Noah walked with God. And if a man could walk with God before the cross, you see, back at this time in history, how many of you have credit cards? Okay, 10 of you only have credit cards. Okay, we got, we got some messages on credit here, okay, and, and how, to, how to use it, right, okay. But the way a credit card works, you go into the store, once you get credit, you go into the store, and uh, you swipe it, you use it, and um, you don't pay the next day. You wait for the bill to come. And then typically you have 30 days after the bill comes to pay the credit. You see, God is not unjust. It's not that he winked at these people's sin and their error. It's just God is different than us. The reason we get mad at God is because we think he's like us and he's very different. He's in a totally different category than us. You see, we think of past, present, future. God sees everything all at the same time. I mean, everything. He sees the end from the beginning. That's what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. He knows the end from the beginning. So God doesn't have to remember. He just sees it all. All at the same time. So when God looks at history of humanity, he sees everything. So before Jesus came to the planet, he saw Jesus at the cross. Noah, thousands of years prior, basically he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to use a credit card. 
Every time you kill a lamb, a bull or a goat, you're going to be pointing to the Messiah. You're going to be pointing forward to a day you haven't seen but long to see. And I'm going to give you all the benefits as if it was already done. So God gave grace through faith to Noah before the cross. And he was able to walk with him because Jesus will come and make the payment. Jesus was that 30 days later. But the thing is, 30 days later, I couldn't make the payment. Only Jesus could make the payment. You hear what I'm saying? So salvation was purchased from day one. When God robed, you know, he killed the animal and, and put uh, the, 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 the fur on, on Adam. It was all pointing to Jesus that somebody would die. Someone would pay the price and it wouldn't have to be you if you put your trust and your faith in me. You still with me? All right. So, and Noah walked with God and those who walk with God always reach their destination. But the Bible doesn't say that God used Noah because he was particularly smart, particularly talented. We don't know that he was particularly rich. We don't know any of those things. All God seemed to have wanted was someone who valued his company. So, so, someone who would walk with him. And let me tell you something. I value God's presence more than, than anything else. The scariest thing that I could have happened to me in my life is not the whole world turn on me, not, not me get locked in a prison. It's for God to remove his presence, to, to move his grace and, and his favor from my, my, my life. And Noah walked with God. God plus anything is always enough. Always. Even in Noah's time, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, in other words, he was just another boring family man, three boys at, at home, until God gave him a word. And this word changed his life. Now listen to the word, verse 13. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. This metaphor, by the way, is saying that, you know, this coming before him is taken from Near Eastern kings. And what they would do before an edict was enacted, um, they would uh, present the, the edict to the king or the queen for final examination or, or approval here. So this was an Old Testament way of saying the manure was about to hit the fan. I mean, it was about to happen. And, and God was saying, listen, it, it, I'm about to sign this thing. It's about to be signed, sealed, and delivered. It's about to happen. And uh, this is what he was saying. For the earth was filled. It was unrelenting violence here through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the, the, the earth. The earth was an incredibly scary place back then and, and it's a scary place today it looks like you know we're kind of uh embarking upon a similar period of time but you know during that time he said uh he he would come with water uh but next time he said he's coming with fire so it's going to be a whole different reality but but here the the, the uh, hebrew also communicates there was no sense of shame um uh, sin was culturally accepted and embraced and, and, uh, just, just the culture was, 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 was horrible. And, uh, you know, you could keep, you know, uh, as much as you want, keep trying to find out how close you could get to the line and still make it in. Uh, but you crazy, you crazy. I, 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 I'm not willing to risk all that matters to find out. You hear what I'm saying? You could do crazy by yourself. So God got fed up. Verse 14, um, he said, uh, Noah, make yourself an ark. Skip to 18. 
And you shall go into the ark. It starts with you. Just like, you know, when you're flying an airplane, first you're supposed to put the mask on before you help anyone else in the cabin. So before you start telling your kids to love the Lord, you need to love the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? Before you tell your wife what she need to do or your husband, you need, you need, to, you need to do it. You and your, your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. Now, now, listen, everyone in Noah's families would be saved as long as they got into the ark. Pay attention. Your faith, in order for it to work, you got to get off the sidelines and into the game. So it wasn't enough just to hear it. They had to actually do it for themselves. Skip to Genesis 7, 13. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's wives, I'm sorry, sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his son went with him and they entered what? The ark. This is important. They didn't just look at the ark. They didn't just tell stories about the ark. They personally and individually entered the ark. Faith is more than just words. So important. Real faith always results in corresponding actions. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. <laughs>